What do you get when you cross the world's strongest coffee with a bold brand identity and a growing online video strategy? Well, in this episode, you're going to find out as we go behind the scenes and I take you on a live video strategy coaching call with Death Wish Coffee. Here we go. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. And in this episode, I'm going to take you behind the scenes as you listen in on a video strategy coaching call between myself and the social media marketing manager for Death Wish Coffee, a coffee brand based out of the United States that claims to have the world's strongest coffee. I first met my guest today, Sophia Abassi, at Social Media Marketing World back in March 2020. And following my presentation on stage, she came up and had a number of good questions that were relevant to what she was doing with her video strategy at Death Wish Coffee. And based on the conversation we had there at the conference, I invited Sophia to join me for this live coaching call so that we could bring some of the learnings and understanding of what we discussed to you guys, the listeners of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. So over the next 30 minutes or so, you're going to hear Sophia share a bit more about what they're currently doing at Death Wish Coffee with their social media and video marketing. And we're going to explore some of what they could be doing better to create more impact with their video marketing strategy across the full customer funnel. Now, let me just encourage you as you're listening to this episode, I want you to go on over and have a look at Death Wish Coffee on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube, and get a sense of the amazing stuff that they're already doing with their video strategy. These guys certainly have a lot going for them, and they're doing really well in certain aspects, which we'll dive into on the call. But there are some aspects of their video strategy which are currently lacking, and that's what we kind of hone in on during this call. So I know you're going to get value and really enjoy this conversation with Sophia today. But before we get into today's show, I want to share with you a little bit more about how you can get access to this sort of live one-on-one coaching with me as part of the Engage Video Marketing Academy. Now, the Engage Video Marketing Academy is my brand new membership program, which is designed for people just like you who are trying to do better, more effective video marketing for their brands or their businesses. And right now, you can get access to the Engage Video Marketing Academy for just $1. Yep, just $1 for a 14-day trial of the Engage Video Marketing Academy. And of course, if you get value from that $1 14-day trial, then I encourage you to stick around and remain a member of the Engage Video Marketing Academy and join our community over there. As part of the Academy, you'll have access to a growing library of training resources, downloads, video lessons, templates, and more. Every month, you'll also have access to our live Q&A group coaching call, which is our opportunity to get together as a community and dive deeper into what we're doing in our video marketing strategies right now and to tap into me more directly. And you'll also join our members only 
Facebook community, which allows us an opportunity to get to know each other, learn from each other, and to share our wins and successes along the way as we build out effective video marketing strategies. So like I said, if you wanna jump in and experience what the Academy has to offer, I encourage you to do so right now for that $1.14 day trial. And you can do so at engagevideomarketing.com slash academy trial. That link again, engagevideomarketing.com slash academy trial. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Okay, so let's get into my coaching call now with Sophia Abassi from Death Wish Coffee. Okay, Sophia, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So I gave a little bit of an introduction uh, before we jumped into this call here as to who is at Deathwish Coffee, but I'd love to hear from you. Who is Sophia Abassi and, and what do you do at Deathwish? And give us the backstory on the company just to yeah. give us a bit of context for this call. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such an interesting story too. Um, so yeah, I'm Sophia Abassi. I'm the social media manager at Deathwish Coffee. And um, I haven't been with the company too long. I actually started last year um, in this way to really look at our strategy a little bit closer um, in our external presence and to really think about how can we get more people to notice Deathwish Coffee. And so we really pride ourselves on being the world's strongest coffee. And so our founder, Mike Brown, actually started the company in his basement back in, uh, in the basement of a coffee shop back in uh, 2012. And um, the idea from that came like looking for fair trade, organic coffee that was stronger than everything else. And so, um, in 2015 into it was doing this small business competition to get small businesses to compete, to win a Super Bowl commercial. And that's where things really took off. And they started really developing like interests that their audience has and really create these niche of like Vikings, heavy metal, the kind of gritty, um, way that we're known. Um, and also have this diehard fan base of shift workers, of people who drink our coffee to really fuel their passion beyond just fueling their day. Um, so it's been great to be a part of it. We have a super bold, rebellious voice, and that's really what we pride ourselves on, aside from being the world's strongest coffee. And so I think high quality is, you know, before I started at Deathwish, one of the things that I had known about them was their brand um, and the, the memes that we have that kind of go viral, but also just a high quality product that's fair trade and organic. Yeah. I love it. And I, yeah, I I was just going to say, I encourage people to go and check out some of what you guys are doing, uh, online because the, the brand and the, the edginess and the humor is, is really unique and really stands out. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd love, uh, you know, where did that come from? Do you think like, where did that, um, approach to brand come from in the company? I think like the bold, sarcastic, edgy, um, rebellious tone really came from those who work for the company and they all have that kind of personality. And the majority of the people that I work with have actually been there since the very beginning. Um, and you can really feel their voice come out through the brand and come out through the apparel and lifestyle products that we have. Um, and it's, it's interesting. I've learned too our community base, our audience that I've learned on social media, they embody that as well. So it's like, I feel like it comes from a little bit of both, both internal and external. And it's a nice kind of mesh of who our audience is and who we are. Awesome. So prior to this call, I did a bit of research into what you have been doing, but, um, both across your social media, but also in your video strategy. So 
So let's get into it. So what's, what's your struggle right now with your video strategy and, and where, where do you think you can use some help? Yeah. So, um, a lot of things that I picked up too, and, and the marketing team prior to uh, me coming on board, put out a ton of videos that are really timely based around holidays, based around holidays that our audience loves as well. And, um, specific products. So, um, St. Patrick's day, we'll have like short form video stuff that would go out longer detailed things too, that really embody the voice of the company. And so I think as we've been growing, there's been less time for let's ideate more stuff like that. Um, like off the cuff, timely holiday stuff. Um, that's still witty and on brand and, and are in our voice and also this time to kind of ideate. So one of the things that I had really learned was let's make sure every piece of content that we're putting out is entertaining to our audience. Um, and, and that takes a lot of strategizing to kind of learn how to do that properly. Um, it takes like understanding, um, our customers and then really, uh, going deeper into that. And so I think that's kind of where we're stuck. We have this amazing understanding and a lot of that knowledge management that the team has been able to retain since they've been there for so long, but how do we translate that and also grow and also grow our brand to be this iconic thing that people are familiar with, like a product that fuels your passion, like, um, Red Bull and other energy drinks along that line, um, that are just so recognizable. So I think we have a huge opportunity in video to really capture that. Yeah. And what, what I've seen you, you have been doing is a lot of, a lot of entertainment. There seems to be a really good understanding of your audience. Would you, would you say that, that you, you know, your audience really well? Yeah, I would say we, we definitely do know our audience well. And the great thing too, we, our audience has a voice um, that they really embody too. And, and a number of different official Facebook community pages where um, they'll trade products. They'll talk about products, releases, um, different methods of brewing. It, they really kind of build a sense of community amongst themselves while maintaining that kind of voice that we represent. And so um, we get a lot of, in terms of user generated content and content that we know will be entertaining to our audience. We, we get that sense from them for sure. Um, and kind of capture their perspective on different things that are happening too. And the way we use memes while maintaining this authenticity. Awesome. So nailing your audience, as I'm sure you recognize, it sounds like you recognize it is probably one of the first things to really get right. Because if you don't know who you're trying to talk to, then you don't know how to talk to them, you know? So um, it's awesome to hear that you've got that now. What what has been working for you when it comes to video strategy? Like has anything particularly Mm -hmm. kind of taken off or that you're like, that was awesome. We need to do more of that or what's been working. That's a great question. I think, um, the, the typical things I've been trying to think of it in terms of different categories of what we need. And so the typical things where I want to feel the warmth of, a home brew, um, or a Chemex brew and videos that embody that. I'm a big fan of ASMR, huge fan of ASMR. I really love it. Just and, for listeners uh, that don't know what ASMR is. Can you fill us in? Um, auto sensory, I forget the MR, but essentially, um, it creates this kind of uh, psychological and physical reaction and feeling to amplified sound and videos. Um, and so, 
my understanding of it at least. And so, um, I've seen brands like Michelob Ultra, I've seen different brands kind of try to capture ASMR properly through opening of a beer bottle or a can, um, different foods that are kind of open that crinkle that make those sounds that you feel this kind of tingliness. Um, and so I'm a big fan of, of videos like that. It also has the soothing, soothing effect. It's very satisfying. There's a niche audience that really loves that type of, um, video format. So I figured, uh, coffee would be, would be great. Coffee ASMR is just, it has its own cult of, uh, followers. So we did a few, um, really short 10 to 13 second ASMR videos. And because we made it episodic, because we timed it around folks being at home, um, during quarantine with this theme of self-care, I think it, resonated with people um within our audience i feel like people would be like oh this is really cool because they enjoy brewing coffee and they're coffee fans but also people who love asmr so i feel like it was a good kind of mesh um and also told us the short form as short as we can go um is 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 the best for our audience so with you so with your content what's the ultimate goal from your perspective like you 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 are focusing on a lot of what i would call social engagement content which is content designed for social media designed just to engage your audience to get them to be part of your tribe which is super valuable i think you've got a, a big focus on that from what i've seen what's the ultimate goal as far as from a business perspective um that's a great question i think I think from a business perspective, it's also trying to tell that story. Um, there, what I've noticed, what's been missing and, and what's been a great goal to have is to capture the storytelling element of celebrating, um, our customers and really making sure that we tell that in a meaningful way. So I think, um, that's the direction that we want to head in and to really utilize different creative ways to celebrate our customers who have been with us and diehard fans for a while, um, since the beginning. And I think we're in a good position to do that from a business standpoint, whether that be with product releases, having a storyline behind it, where it's from, let's say it's, uh, family routine, um, like brewing method style, um, that a customer of ours, had as a ritual growing up with their family. And we're able to kind of capture that in a, in a video where from a business perspective, we can align our product with it as well and, and kind of invoke emotion in that way. So I think that's a pretty broad, ambitious goal, but in thinking about how do we create content, that should always kind of be our, our perspective. Yeah. I mean, to me, it sounds like you're, you're primarily focused on a fan acquisition strategy I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like company-wide there's a focus on building fans of your product and understanding that that leads to sales. So totally. is that is that what you get as well, that you know that building fans is going to lead to an increased bottom line and effectively you're, you're retailing, right, um, through exactly. e-commerce and so on, so you need to sell product, right? Right. right. I think the interesting thing there, which I, which I love actually, is that for many e-commerce or or retail brands that they're focused Mm -hmm. on just shifting units you know they're focused on just selling Mm. product Mm -hmm. where do you strike that balance currently in your strategy between shifting product and enough product focus versus you know just culture brand storytelling where do you find that balance yeah I think 
I think there's an opportunity to really introduce it and find out where that is, because I think it just hasn't been done enough, but it also hasn't been this focus on the bottom line. I think because we've had this growing fan base with our efforts to increase brand awareness, that's always been the goal and um, something that we constantly really see happening. But I feel like it's also the content we put out where providing this way to listen to our audience to know that we're hearing them out when we want to put out different products and um, that their input and feedback really guides that business model for us. Um, And I think our customers do understand that too. Like we like to give with some of the content that we've put out recently um, this exclusive behind the scenes look like that, that they're part of the death wish crew. And I think that's what helps really, add that layer of legitimacy that folks have when they're talking about us to people who may not be familiar with us. Um, so there's huge opportunities there to really continue to, to focus on how do we increase our fan base through celebrating our customers and um, realizing the bottom line too and, and, and growing and understanding our competitors out there, the types of videos that they also put out and maintaining our voice for our audience for sure. All right, cool. So I want to just kind of break down a the customer journey just really simply, both for our listeners and for you. And mm-hmm. I want you to think as I do this, where do you feel that the potential gaps are currently in, in what mm-hmm. you're currently doing? Because I think my my uh, illusion here is that you're doing some of this really strongly and some of this is where it's potential for improvement. So, you know, you oh, basically absolutely. got at the, at the beginning of that customer journey or the top of the funnel, that awareness stage where people who have never heard about your brand before, you want to get them into your brand. And that's the role of storytelling. That's the role of the strong mm-hmm. brand affinity that you're trying to create and and so on that you've described there. And then as you kind of move into that uh, in, engagement phase there where people are, you know, maybe they have tried your coffee or they've heard about your, pro- mm-hmm. your products before, they've come across your brand, but they're not your raving fans. They don't only buy from you. Um, in fact, you know, they're kind of swing and sometimes they go to Starbucks and, you know, whatever. But um right. So you've got this kind of middle middle of the funnel uh, area as well, which is where the content that you're currently producing mm-hmm. around, you know, trying to just get people to into your tribe is really powerful. And mm-hmm. then you get basically down to the conversion, the sales into the journey where people are actually, you know, looking to add product to cart, that kind of thing, or actually yep. buy, um, you know, some of your coffee or some of your products. And, you know, the goal there is obviously to actually just when you get an engaged prospect on your page, you want them to, to actually click buy or buy more or, mm-hmm. you know, order more often, that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the other stage there is basically for your advocates or for your loyal fans, you know, how can you engage them further to get them to become your your um, right. your referral mechanism, you know, or to buy mm-hmm. again or to increase lifetime value. So as we kind of understand that, that mm-hmm. customer journey there, where – if anywhere along that journey, do you feel that you're weaker than in other areas? Great question. I think brand affinity and the engagement pieces that you talked about in the beginning, I feel like those um, we're putting out strong content in terms of all around, in terms of all of our content uh, really captures that. And I would say really where we're stuck is um, that conversion piece of it. When I think about all of the content that we have, it's, 
it's really, um, we have exclusive content that we have out in a, in a newsletter for a group of folks, a, a large list of subscribers. We have different pieces of content available. And so, um, is that content enough to really convert and allow for that referral system that you're referring to? Absolutely. Mm. I think that's where we have a big opportunity. That's where I'm interested because I'm interested to hear mm-hmm. your feedback on whether or not you feel that there are a percentage and what that percentage potentially might be um, mm-hmm. of people who engage actively with your social content but, but don't actually buy your coffee. Interesting, Where, where yeah. do you think that fits? That's a great point. Um, and I all, and I hate to always, cause I, I, I hate to always look at individual comments and look at it from that marginal perspective. Um, because it, while it seems like it's giving me a good sense of this qualitative information about my audience, I don't feel like it's really evidence-based, but it is, you know, of some value. So that's why I feel like, um, the percentage of people who engage with us on social that, don't buy our coffee would be low. I think um, just based on what I've seen in terms of specific engagement rates and what that means compared to other other pages on Instagram, for instance, um, I see that we're definitely hitting that mark with that authentic content and it resonates with our audience so much, which is why I've been seeing that. But um, I I would say that it's a low, it would be low um, on our social platforms for sure of those who are engaged. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as an example, looking at your Facebook page, just as one social channel right now, 616,800 people like the page. So, you yeah. don't, you know, that's awesome, you know, for a, yeah. for a coffee brand, like that's incredible, right? Yeah. Particularly for a small, you know, relatively unknown coffee brand, you're not unknown from a social media perspective, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. The question, I guess, is, you know, how many of those people actually buy Death Wish coffee, right? Because right. ultimately to grow a business, you need customers, you know. So I exactly. think that that's, that's worth kind of just putting that critical thinking hat on and, and thinking about how you can mm-hmm. convert more of your social engagement followers into customers. Mm-hmm. That's a great and point. And I think as Move you create more, mm-hmm. absolutely, and as you create amazing, engaging, funny, entertaining content, mm-hmm. I think it's that it's that idea of, you know, Gary, Gary V's idea of jab, 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 right hook, you know? Um, so you're probably familiar with that concept. Um, it's that idea of how often are you landing the right hooks? And if you're not landing the right hooks through your social and your video strategy, then you can create great engagement, which you are. Um, Mm -hmm. but potentially it's not growing the bottom line of the business, which ultimately a video strategy should be a business marketing strategy, not just about building influence online. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, Oh, I know that you you were saying and that you wanted to be able to kind of think about ideation and about how to build more entertaining content and and I you know coming up with ideas and things like that. You know, I think that that is part of your strategy which you're already doing really well at and I think mm-hmm. sure you can optimize that further. You can um you know probably come up with more great ideas and uh, more aligned ideas with your with your customer journey and so on. And we can talk about that further in this call, but I guess what jumps out for me is how are you, when you've got such a great engaged following online, how are you actually moving them to buy from you? And Mm -hmm. can we explore that for a little bit, just to maybe bounce some ideas around about ways that you could do that? I would love that. Absolutely. So tell me about any potential right hooks that you feel that you do already do within your social strategy? 
Mm-hmm. Like, are you actually pitching any product or are you just uh, seeding product within your entertaining content? Yeah. Um, I think one strategy that comes to mind with social where we're doing that is that with the 80, 20 rule where we have enough content out there that, um, our audience can engage with. And then that 20% is really where we hit hard with the sales specific promoted, um, uh, promotions for merchandise and apparel. And I think that happens, um, strategically with when we have releases and, um, really monitoring it to make sure it fits that this is entertaining content, nurturing content where we're really investing the bulk in that to make sure the 20% is, is impactful. Yeah. Okay. So what, what are those 20%? Can you help, um, just describe perhaps how you actually, uh, you know, do that in your social media feeds? Like what does that content look like? Um, yeah, so the content will specifically be, uh, most of the time static images and and promoted posts on Facebook, on Instagram, um, the frequency of that as well with different lifestyle images. Um, and that's where we've been exploring a little bit more of this concept of characters to really show like, here is our cold brew with a musician. Here's our cold brew with a group of students. So really getting lifestyle images that um, feature the product, but are not, it's, it's, it follows along that feeling your passion and, and um, really kind of fits that in terms of imagery uh, for the content. So I think um, that's been working pretty well in really giving more context in those photos has, and without it being this really specific staged kind of product post, um, has helped it be relevant to our audience and to those who, um, are new to us as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, this potentially might be a little bit unpopular with some people who are about focused mm-hmm. on just building a great social media brand. Um, however, I think that just from the way I've kind of looked through your content on particularly Instagram and Facebook, there is heaps of awesome, entertaining, engaging social media content there, but mm-hmm. there are very few direct asks for a sale. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there are ways to do this without it feeling like you're, you're pitching a sale to your, mm-hmm. to your engaged audience, you know? Um, like I think you, I think you would be able to, with some critical thought to this, be able to put a death wish coffee spin on, um, more of a product ad, you know, um, mm-hmm. and to do this, not, I mean, yes, you can do this as paid a sponsored post or as a paid ad. Um, but I think just putting it in your organic strategy, you will start to see results as well because you've got that's great, great engagement, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. even if it was like just a you know, quick little social media video with the death wish coffee spin on it. So it's got a bit of, you know, grittiness and grunginess and, and humor to it as well. But you know, something mm-hmm. about your shipping, you know, how quickly you can get coffee to people or, um, your, your actual product lines, like, or your return policy or these kind of rational stuff that people potentially, if they've engaged with your, your brand over a period of time through your entertaining content, they'll probably mm-hmm. be like, Oh cool. I didn't even know you guys did like, you yeah. know, free shipping or, um, you know, same day. I don't know. I'm just making it up. I should look at your website and see what you actually, uh, That's a great your specific point. Oh, mm-hmm. so bundles, right? You've got this bundles and merch and subscriptions, like people who are part of your 
um, who engage with your page online, do they know that you can basically subscribe to get coffee on a periodic basis, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so That's does that make point. sense? You know, like Absolutely. I think because more organic a, yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Nailing a video strategy to build a brand online is one thing, but it yeah. needs to then filter through to actually making sales for it to actually make sense because from a business a perspective. Of paid sponsored ads about subscriptions, about different bundles, um, our mother's day bundle that's coming out this week. Um, different things like that, where they're super, um, promoted, but we're not actually thinking about the audience that may be entertained by our page. That's not actually moving down the funnel and purchasing. So that's a really yeah. great point to throw in some, some organic. Mm-hmm. And the way I see that sort of organic conversion based content mm-hmm. is you can use your particularly, you know, Facebook alone, 620,000 um, people liking the page means you will get good organic or suitable organic reach to be able to measure properly whether or not the post lands and actually mm-hmm. people engage with it. I would be doing those sorts of posts periodically. 80-20 rule is is, is right, um, but I don't feel that you're hitting that 20% organically on your page That's here. great point. And mm-hmm. I think you can use that as a testing ground and if something kind of hits in the right way for your audience organically, then that becomes perfect opportunity to turn that into a sponsored post or, or a mm-hmm. paid ad because you know it's going to to resonate you know with your with your paid strategies with those promotional posts what's your targeting for those like who are you targeting um we have we have a bunch of different targets i think over 60 right now with some of our um very specific facebook and instagram um ads and so depending on the time of year, depending on what campaign we're running as well, we'll change up that targeting a bit. Um, but we're also aligning that focusing on where we're hitting, um, areas with our wholesale. Um, so there's a pretty solid strategic plan there in terms of who we're targeting on social and at what times, um, and where there are opportunities. So for instance, we recently, um, got on shelves in Publix store, grocery stores, which are primarily down South in the U S and, uh, Florida, Georgia, that area. And so we'll target some of those ads that are, um, kind of for entertaining comment, uh, content, like sign up for our newsletter kind of thing. And we'll target those specifically timing launch, of us in those public grocery stores. So we have a very kind of specific, um, plan that way. Okay, cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's good to know. So when you actually get people to engage with your brand online and then they come through to your website, cause potentially they're looking to convert, they're looking to buy, or at least, okay, well, I've been following death wish coffee for a while. What do they actually sell and how can I get it? Um, are you, you are you tracking the, uh, traffic from social media sources to your, to mm-hmm. your webpage. Mm-hmm. Do you know what, do you know what that without, you don't need to share numbers because probably don't have it at offhand, but do you know, is that, are you getting good traffic from social sources or is it more we from are. search? Um, I would say we are, and we're definitely getting in terms of this, re- we've seen some recent, um, social growth in our audience. Um, in really exceeding some of our goals for this year for that, uh, in the last few months in terms of the content we're putting out. And so that 
really correlates well with our engagement rate and um, with uh, unique visitors to the website. That's awesome. Cool. Mm -hmm. So with that traffic, then how would you rate, and this might not be your area as social media manager, but how would you um, position the conversion rate of traffic to sale on your e-commerce pages, for example? Do you have data on that? We do. We do. I don't have it in front of me, but um, I know the conversion rate, especially lately, we've been seeing an increase in subscriptions, for instance, daily uh, signups for that. And so um, we're able to pinpoint targeted ads that we did specific with that. We use short form video for brewing at home, kind of the theme of being stuck at home. You can order it straight to your door um, and seeing nice engagement um, on those and then converting to our website. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. One thing I was just thinking, Mm -hmm. sure. One thing I was thinking worth considering is um, how you can use video, particularly, you know, because you guys have a good focus on video and your social media side of your strategy. How can Mm -hmm. you use that same approach with video on your actual product pages to improve conversion? That's Um, a great point. That was one of the takeaways I had from your talk in terms of, I know you'd show the example of Zappos trying on shoes Mm -hmm. um, and would love to explore the possibility of doing with our whole bean and our ground one pound bags, like brew videos right there on the product page. Um, So definitely exploring different ways to integrate video. Yeah. So it might be, um, you know, even Mm -hmm. if you had short, little impactful, and these could be used on social as well, but that would make sense on a, on a product page as well. Like little, little, testimonial kind of grabs of someone just tasting it for the first time or something like that. And you might have that sort of content already that can be cut more directly and specifically to sit right next to the kind of add to cart button on your, on your page. Um, you know, even Mm -hmm. I'm not sure of the functionality of your, your e-commerce software, but even for the ability to have, um, you know, where you've got your product images to actually have a video as one Mm -hmm. of those, which is a short, um, you know, I guess brew video, you know, like you say, uh, where you can actually see how easy it is to brew this particular blend, um, with a little kind yep. of tasting at the end. Obviously you can't taste, right. It's like, it is like the Zappos trying on shoes thing. Right. Um, and for, for listeners who, who aren't aware of what Zappos do is basically as a shoe, an online shoe retailer there, they have on almost every individual product line that they have, they have a video that mm-hmm. shows someone effectively trying on the shoe and um, or using the shoe so that you can feel what it would be like if you were doing that. And I think that you could learn something from that and integrate some of that just to see if, it, if you can um, – it's important to measure this and to test this, but see if you can improve conversion rate on the actual e-commerce side as well. Um, yep, absolutely. So I think that would be that would be cool. That'd to try. be an interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see how that affects um, conversion rates on the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with product page videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, particularly like the subscriptions, for example, with with a focus on yep. that right now. Like, I I'm looking at your subscription program page here. It it would be very mm-hmm. simple to put a a video on there that just overcomes objections to subscribing to coffee, right? Because what, mm-hmm. what I've my gut feel here is that you would have people who would happily jump into a subscription program, but then you'd also have probably a high percentage of people who would look at this with interest but not commit because of their um, 
you know, their barriers to sale, you know, so their objections that they might have. So how can you use video in a human, cool, fun, funky, death wish coffee way to address those objections to actually signing up to a recurring subscription program? And I think, Mm -hmm. I think you guys could nail that and. Um, we do have a ton of uh, brew at home videos that could align really well with the messaging for subscription. So that's, that's a great point. Yeah. I'd be getting them on your that's website you know? mm-hmm. because what, what we're assuming and what the data sounds like it's showing is that people are, are engaging with you on your social channels. Um, I think yes. you're doing that, but, and then they are coming through to your website. So then the goal is to convert much higher percentage of those people to actually making a sale right. and that grows the business, right? right? Which is ultimately what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. I think that's good. Um, so how can I help you further on this call? Because I know we did talk about, you know, ideation and about um, entertainment content and so on. So, and you are doing some good work in that space. So is there anywhere specific that we, you'd want to dive into there? Um, I've, I think I got some really great feedback too, in terms of like how, how we can really tweak a few things. I would love your thoughts on, um, any of the recent videos that you'd seen, like any specific things that you would say, maybe more of the longer form stuff that you would say, this is an opportunity for us to change it, to really talk, really make that, um, conversion you're talking about really pushing people through the funnel. Cause with long form, I feel like that would be a little bit more difficult to do. It's not very product related. Um, and it's also not, um, specific to something that could currently be going on. It's very much evergreen content. Um, so how do we really use that as a way to convert people to sales? Awesome. So some of your longer form content, for example, you, you have a podcast, is that what you're referring to? Some of your video podcasts? We have the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Just tell me what, what's the, uh, what's the thought process behind the, the video podcast? Can you fill us in on that? We, we actually, yeah, we actually switched to, um, the audio format, uh, with the podcast and the, the video that is coming from that now is essentially, uh, shorter form kind of audiograms that we can use as social assets. Um, and not really this, um, for the viewer, a sit down interview as a podcast would be, it used to be that format. Um, okay. Yeah. I think I'd seen some of the, maybe it was some of the older video, um, podcast content on there. Okay. So you've switched audio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we're finding that people just like the, we're also utilizing some text in that and, and really focusing on, okay, these little bits that people will find, um, engaging on social on this kind of, um, longer form podcast. And so they each have their own page as well, uh, with the whole audio file and the transcript. Okay, cool. So some of the longer form mm-hmm. content that I have seen from you on social is uh, some of this more, I guess, humorous kind of, you know, little taste tests, little challenges, things like that. Yep. Um, so to can you maybe just from your perspective for uh, listeners that obviously don't know what we're talking about, can you describe one of these recent um, videos that you've created? Yes. Yeah, so um, Will Critcher, he's our uh, e-commerce specialist. He did a, uh, we're, we're starting it as a series. It's called shot and tell where he takes these shots of different concoctions that we've come up with. Some are good. Most are really gross. And he answers questions, um, that are associated with each shot. And so for instance, he had to do, 
a shot called a smoker's cough, which is Jägermeister and mayonnaise and solve a math problem. Um, so we try to think of like the really, uh, extreme ways to get reactions from him and kept it, try to keep it under four minutes. Um, just to, to provide different content for our audience that we haven't done before. And we're thinking of making it a series. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's specifically a couple of, I guess, takeaways for me looking at those videos. I do encourage people if they're interested to look more deeply, go and head on over um, to the show notes page, which I'll talk about at the end of the show and we'll link to these videos as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, look, the main thing is I'm kind of uh, questioning the the pace particularly of some of these longer form videos. So getting Mm. into more of the technical editing aspects there as well is particularly for social media, you need to hook right in the opening seconds, which that particular one did fairly well with the hook. Um, like, because it made you be like, well, what is this grossness that they're Mm -hmm. about to do? And Mm -hmm. I think you actually started with that video with a reaction to one of the shots that he did, which is perfect to kind of hook people in. I think from that opening hook, I think the concept is great. I think it's very engaging uh, for a longer form piece of content, but I think that edit could be tightened right up. Like it was probably just a bit too slow. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's a editing technique that I think is hard for people to get their head around because you really need to almost cut out every little gap in Mm. a way um, to Mm -hmm. create this engaging piece of content that will be shorter than four minutes, probably once it's cut down. Um, And it can particularly used on Facebook, and perhaps if it's repurposed in that way to IGTV or something, then you're basically going yeah. to engage people longer. Retention drops off so quickly on those platforms. Mm. It does. Have you absolutely. have you looked at the retention graphs, for example, on those videos on Facebook? Yeah, we've been able to see where it drops off um, a little bit for videos that are over uh, three, four minutes, um, six minutes even. So we're able to see where it's been dropping off. We did a longer form charity video where we were, that was, that was meant to be longer, um, and more of a storytelling format. So that also we, we could see where folks were, were dropping off. Um, and that one was just an interesting project to work on. There were just multiple people working on it, editing it. Some were there during the interviews and not. And so you could tell a little bit of where we could have fixed those to improve that retention. Um, but absolutely, like it's, it's I as you're saying it, I can totally see exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's just paying attention to the nuances of the different platforms. And ultimately, I would say focus on what is going to be the primary distribution platform for this piece of content. My gut mm-hmm. feel as well is uh, even though you probably have a higher, well, you do have a significantly higher level of people following you on, on your social channels than YouTube, for example. So YouTube, you're right. just shy on 11,000 subscribers here. Um, uh, that kind of content to me probably is better suited to to YouTube, that kind of YouTube. challenge content. Um, and what I would potentially mm-hmm. do is to look at using short teaser content to drive people to watch the full challenge video on YouTube. However, that decision needs to be made based on where we're going to put our focus. If your focus is just like, well, we can't Mm. spread Mm. ourselves too thin, that we don't really need to worry too much about YouTube, it can grow at its own organic rate. Um, But to me, I feel that that kind of content would probably hit better on YouTube. Um, And you'd probably get better attention as well. Yeah, because um, we did do a teaser 
uh, video of that, of all of just Will's reactions without any context. Yeah. Um, and so I could feel like the teaser would do well on Facebook to then preview onto YouTube. Yeah. That's great. Call to action is to head on over to YouTube to watch the full yep. thing. And I think that what you'll find is that you'll still get great engagement with the teaser it, because if it's edited in a right. way that's still funny and it's still engaging, uh, which is fine, which is perfect. It's going to continue to, to grow your, your social following and social engagement and stats and all that sort of good stuff. Um, if you cut that teaser well, but then you're also going to drive traffic to, to YouTube, which is where I feel that, um, that kind of content will potentially, um, really mm-hmm. pop. So yeah, I'd, I'd consider that as well. Like it looks to me a little bit like YouTube has um, been used for you guys more as a, as a place to put some of your podcast kind of content. Um, podcast commercials. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to establish just by looking through the thumbnails here. Um, and there's an opportunity to adjust the strategy there as well. You're absolutely right, sir. So some of that, series episodic content um could have a place there mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's that's where youtube just sings you know like people are going to yeah. subscribe and they're going to be hanging out for the next challenge kind of video like that that you know people go to they, they turn to youtube for entertainment you know they don't necessarily turn to facebook for longer form entertainment um, right so yeah just you know i think overall you guys are, are nailing it you know you're you're, you're growing yeah. an awesome community of you know fans uh for a coffee brand which is awesome you know um so i think you know keep doing what you're doing but just think more strategically about how you're utilizing some of the platforms i think Mm. By default, when you're having particular engagement, like high engagement on one particular platform, you're probably going to just focus on just doing everything on that channel, for example. But I think you can be a bit more strategic about that. And critically, I think what I'd love for you to take away from this chat is how you can start to use video for the goal of actually converting and improving improving, uh, conversion Mm -hmm. percentages Mm -hmm. on your e-commerce side of of your program, of your store. Does that make sense? That's great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully that's helpful that for you. Great. Any other Absolutely. final questions or th- things, things we can cover in this chat? I think that was it for me that, um, the specific feedback and how we can just utilize things a little bit more strategically, I think. And we don't really think of video and the entertaining content we put out as something that can convert people um, to sales. So that's always important to remember. So this was really helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's critical to recognize that the content designed to entertain, don't try and use that to sell, but then don't Mm -hmm. forget to sell as well. You know? Um, Mm -hmm. so I think you guys will find the balance there. I'm I'm confident of that. So awesome. Sophia, this has been, this has been awesome. And, valuable for the listeners as well. I encourage people listening to head on over to Death Wish Coffee across any of the social channels and get your get your fill of a really good social strategy um, and some good humor, entertainment. And if you're a coffee lover like me, then uh, you'll resonate. So um, <laughs> thanks, Sophia. Thanks for doing what you're doing and, and being awesome and, and stay safe over there where you are. Thanks so much, Ben. You too. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's show and let me know what you thought of this live coaching type episode. Do you get value from this? Is this something you want to see more of on the podcast? 
Direct message me on Instagram at engage underscore Ben or email podcast at engagevideomarketing.com and let me know what you think. And if you've enjoyed today's show, I encourage you to leave a rating and a review over on the Apple Podcast Store. You can do that at engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes. And finally, just a reminder, if you want to jump in and experience what the Engage Video Marketing Academy has to offer, then I would invite you to join my membership for just $1 for the first 14 days at engagevideomarketing.com slash academy trial. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you wherever you are in the world right now. And thanks for listening to another episode. And I'll be back with you next week with another interview episode as we actually dive deeper into YouTube advertising with Brett Curry from OMG Commerce. This is an awesome episode, which I know you're going to enjoy. So make sure to hit that subscribe button and tune back in next week for another interview episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Take care. See you later.